step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's Saturday, August 27, 2016, and you're tuned in to another edition of The Misty Show. We're your premier source for fun and informative pet topics. I'm your host, Jay, and joining us once again is our lovely co-host, Dee. Welcome back, buddy. Thank you, buddy. I'm back. (laughs) You're back. You're back. I've had a crazy couple of weeks, but I'm back. I'm back. Actually, my weeks are still crazy, but I'm here. Oh no! Don't for how long? But I'll be here. I'm here right now. So, well, well, you know, I I didn't ask you before we went on, but um, are you road ready again? Are you good? Or still ready? I'm I'm rolling. It's still giving me that same kind of issue, but we're gonna just roll with it and go with it. And I just said, you know what? I'm not gonna think about it for right now. I'm just gonna let it be. about that from last year. You know what went on with my other car, so yeah. Just gonna roll with it and let it be for right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah may as well. I guess it's to deal with. One of those life things where you're just like, okay. It's one thing if you can just fix it, but then it's another thing when they just don't know what it is. And it's like, I'm hearing it, but they're like, you don't hear anything. And I'm like, am I crazy? <laughs> am I losing my mind? And I get, I want to get other people. Other people have heard, and they're like, yeah, what is that? I'm like, I don't know. Wow, but they kept it all that time and never heard it. Nope. Not a thing. Yeah, got to love those situations. But we're going to we're, we're gonna um, have a positive attitude and, you know, hey, it, eventually they, they'll find it. You know, hopefully you'll be good until, you know. It'd be yeah, nice yeah. if it's just gone. Yeah, well, you know, hey, they <laughs> Wouldn't hurt my feelings any one bit, so. That's it. It's okay. It's okay. We're good. We're good. We're rolling. We're good. We're good. Good. Um, I wanted to give you guys a quick reminder that we're taking next Saturday off in celebration of Labor Day weekend, but we will return. I know. Hey, we need a break. Not so much from the show, but I need a break just from the work week. So I'm just happy for the weekend coming up. <laughs> but we will return Saturday, September 10th with all new, with an all-new episode entitled Pet Obesity, Helping Your Pet Stay Healthy. So that's what we'll be discussing on Saturday, September 10th. And speaking of healthy pets, today's episode involves ensuring the physical, mental, and emotional well-being of some potential pets. Today's episode is about animal fostering. But before we get into this very important topic, I want to give out the answer to yesterday's pet trivia question. As you all know, if you read yesterday's blog post anyway, 
Yesterday was National Dog Day. So hopefully everybody celebrated that special dog in their life. Or if you don't have a special dog in your life, hopefully you are considering adopting one and having a special pet. But um, did you also know that there is another pet holiday this weekend? No. What is it this weekend? Yeah, it's actually tomorrow. There's another pet holiday and tomorrow's holiday is National Rainbow Bridge Remembrance Day. Oh, no, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, well, I've got to definitely celebrate that. Yeah, so we we, we have some, some special animals, you know, who we can celebrate. So make sure tomorrow that you remember, you know, and think about a special animal who was in your life who's now passed on to Rainbow Bridge. Because um, right now I want to give a shout-out to some of the ones that Dee and I have lost. And, of course, Mr. Boomer. Shout-out to Mr. Boomer. Mr. Boomer's waiting on me, baby. That's Bridge waiting on me. He's a gatekeeper. He's, 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 you know, he's controlling things. He's got a clipboard. Yeah. He has a clipboard, a whistle, and some boots. He is taking names and telling people what to do. <laughs> That's how my baby was. So, yeah, so, so Boomer's there. there. And we've got um, Bopper. Bopper's there. That was my mom's 20-year-old Tassie. So Bopper's there. Special shout-out to Blackie and, of course, most Blackie. recently, Babar. He's, so. he's second in command. We all know this. <laughs> yeah, so, so we, we've got some. I just thought about all of these. thought so would be Boomer, Bopper, Blackie, and Babar. So, all yeah. of those guys are currently at Rainbow Bridge waiting for us, and they're happy and healthy and and, and just beauty. They're in heaven, so they're yeah. in a good, good place, good place. And you know what? Um, I might do a blog post on it tomorrow, you know, because there are a couple of other, you know, pets I could name. So for future pet trivia questions and other animal-friendly blog posts, be sure to check us out at she'satority.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to join in today's conversation, you can always hit us up at 347-838-8313 or listen later in the archives at blogtalkradio.com forward slash she's authority. Links from information used in today's episode can be found after the show on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash missy.show44 or on our Twitter page at twitter.com forward slash Missy Show. Now on to Animal Fostering, the Home Until Home episode. So I, first of all, I guess maybe it would be good for us to explain what fostering is, you know, because everybody may not know what that means. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one I kind of got off of the ASPCA website, um, and it's it appears fostering, It well, actually it is, Fostering gives animals who are not yet ready for adoption a chance to live and be loved and foster homes. Um, Some of the reasons that animals might not be ready right now, um, it could be due to certain types of illnesses, injuries. Sometimes they're too young. You may have um, like a litter of kittens and they're newborns and they're just too young to be, you know, adopted. Um, Some animals need more socialization. And then in some cases, some animals are elderly and sick, and they just need a loving home to spend out the rest of the time they have left. And I found that interesting because those situations are called hospice. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a cross between hospice and fostering. 
So it's like uh-huh. you, you, you have them in your home and you're fostering them, but these animals, they're not going to be adopted. They're just going to stay with you until, you know, they, they live out their last days. Yeah. I mean, and that, that is like one of the best things I think you could possibly do. I would think that that would be like one of the hardest situations because I know it's already probably going to be a hard thing because I know if I were to ever foster an animal, it would just, because I know I would get attached automatically. <laughs> I'm going in there knowing I'm going to be attached to whatever animal I have. And oh, of course. To, having to, you know, but that's just a part of it. That's something you have to consider when you are fostering an animal is that, you know, of course you're going to be attached, but also you have to also consider there's going to come a time when you have to release and give the animal back to, you know, a shelter or the organization. And that's a part of it, and that's not a bad thing, but it's, it's, it's probably, you know, an emotional hard thing to probably have to do. But in a situation where it's a foster, would you say foster? What is it, Jerry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's foster. It's like hospice, but just yes. with an F. Mm-hmm. Foster kind of situation, you know that you're giving that animal, you know, just trying to make their last time here on earth the best that it can possibly be in providing, you know, the best love and care and health. And, and stability and just a peaceful environment for them environment for them to go and pass on. So just, you know, I've had to, you know, be with an animal that was sick, that was, was you know, you have to get to that point where you make that decision because it will probably come to a time where if that animal doesn't just pass away on its own, it will probably get to a moment where you are contacting the shelter or the vet or whatever and they say, okay, it's time to, you know, where you possibly have to go ahead and have that animal put down. So I would think that that would be a very hard thing to have to do, but that's also something you have to consider. So these are a lot of things that you have to take into consideration when you are, whether you're doing the foster, foster, I don't know why I can't say that. (laughs) I know because it's it's a term that we've never really heard before, so I know it's kind of weird, but it's it's hostage, so just put an F there instead of the H. Whether you're doing a foster or whether you're doing a traditional fostering situation, just being able to release and let go of that that pet is is probably something hard that you'll have to be able to to deal with. So that's something you want to consider. Yes, definitely. But I I think it's a beautiful thing because it's I mean if you don't do yeah, because if you can imagine an animal who's already you know elderly, they they may be frightened, they're sick, they're already not feeling their best. You know, just imagine them being in a cage, you know, in a um, shelter situation. But just, you know, just to be able to offer that animal a warm, loving home. He he gets plenty of pets. He get, you know, he gets all the love he needs. And, and he's around people. You know, I, I think that's a much better situation. And one of the great things about fostering that I found out about, Jay, and you probably already know this too, is that when you foster a pet, it's like some of these organizations, it's not necessarily that they – are able, you know, they're, they're giving, but when you foster a pet, you're taking a pet out of a, of course you're bringing them out of there, but sometimes they need to be socialized, sometimes they need to be, you know, taken care of. But when you take that foster pet into your home, you're freeing, you're freeing up a space in the shelter or, or this organization for another pet to come in. Yes, so definitely. It, yeah, it gives, you know, another pet an opportunity to be saved So in, 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 in a sense. So that it's like a it's very beneficial. You're not just helping that pet, but you're also helping another pet that will probably come in and take that pet's place in that shelter. You know, so it's a good it's kind of a win win for everybody in, in those situations. 
Yeah, I I think the biggest thing for me, I just know myself, I will probably get attached. I, I know you're. I know they um they have classes in orientation. I know the ASPCA they offer you know like orientation for it. I know they do it in the um New York the Manhattan area, but they also have something where you can find um programs closer to you. But they do offer orientations. But I know I would have to just tell myself, okay, look, Jay. You can't keep this animal. Although I guess there are situations where maybe the foster, um, the foster pet parent does end up adopting. I guess just like regular yeah. foster parents sometimes adopt a child. You know, I guess that could happen. Yeah, you you know you have to, you have to you know weigh the pros and cons. Because one of the things that I was looking at was that you know once you're, cause I think, well I know that they give you a certain time. They say that you're probably going to be fostering this pet. You know, when that time comes up, if that pet is ready to go back into that, you know, uh, shelter organization, what have you, you know, you you put that pet back in there. But it might be a situation where you bring the pet in for different – because I was thinking about – because I read something about sometimes, you know, you return the pet, but it's to to the situation of where that pet still – you know, that animal goes back into that organization or that shelter or whatever, but it's still not adoptable. Right. And I think that it's in certain situations where possibly, say, for instance, because I know some dogs or some animals, what have you, but in, in the case of a dog that probably maybe was in a, like, was being groomed to be a fight dog. So, of course, they groomed it to be aggressive, very aggressive. And so if you brought that animal into your home to try to break those aggressive tendencies, to try to do that, but if nothing really ever worked and that dog remained aggressive, and, and and was you know was not able to be socialized and not able to be um, groomed into a where he could you know be functional in a family or dysfunctional itself. Sometimes in those situations, that animal might have to, no matter how much you've how much work has gone into it. Sometimes they are not salvageable to the point where they are able to be you know pet. And so they have to be euthanized in those situations right. because. Right. And so you have to understand that if you are given a particular animal for, you know, situations in that instance, even though you've probably done everything you possibly can, you've poured your heart and soul into it, there might be instances where that dog goes back and they are still unfortunately not able to be adopted out and they have to be put down. So you have to prepare yourself with that situation as well. Yeah, when I saw that, I don't know, I don't know if I thought that, any animal that was fostered, like it was some type of way that they were guaranteed to be adopted. I, I know any animal that goes in a shelter, there's no guarantee that they're going to be adopted, but I don't know why I thought maybe the ones that were fostered, they had a higher chance. But then when I read that, I was like, oh, no. So even in some yeah. of those situations, you know, they can still end up being euthanized. Yeah, so it's it's good. It's a great thing. But, you know, you have to, you know, we want to, we want to present all the, the possibilities of it. And that's one of the realities of it. Unfortunately, you know, in certain situations, that animal is too far gone to whatever extreme that they are coming out of to where, you know, they're not able to be, you know, rehabilitated back into society or back into a, a productive home life in, in a situation where they can be adopted out. So, that is a possibility as well. So, you know, it's an unfortunate one, but it is one. Um, and and that's, that's a great point that you brought up, Dee. Um, some other things you might want to consider before um, fostering 
Um, one of the questions is, are you able to separate the foster pets from your own? Because some people yeah. who decide to foster, they may already have pets of their own. And they exactly. say you should have a place where you can isolate your foster pet from your own companion animal. A separate yeah. room or enclosed area with no carpet will work best. Yeah. Now, I thought this second point was interesting, and, and, and really this is something you should consider. Um, are you aware that there is a great deal of cleanup and even possible damage to your home when you take a foster pet home? Um, I think a lot of people probably don't consider this. Um, yeah, I've exactly. had pets, so I kind of know. Um, but yeah. foster pets have ruined drapes, carpeting, clothing, and other valuable items. Preparing your home in the area the animal will stay in can prevent most accidents, but not all of them. So keep that in mind, too. Yeah, and you also have to understand that if you already have pets, you know, like you were saying, Jay, you need to separate and separate them out. If you already have pets, you have to make sure. Because I guess, because I think I was reading that as well, and I think maybe you're separating them out maybe to, you know, not just take them and throw them in with your animals or what have you, but give them a, a quiet place for them to adapt and adjust and then so bring them in. But I think I was reading something as well where they say that if you are going to bring them into your home and you already have pets and things like that, it's good to have them meet one another on a neutral territory. Not so much where you're bringing them straight away into your home where, you know, because you, you have to understand, and I think dog, I don't know why, but, of course, I lean dog. So when you're bringing that dog, you know, or what, that other animal, something like that, into your home, you want to let them meet for the first time on a neutral territory because if you're bringing this, this new dog into another dog's territory because, of mm-hmm. course, your animals see your home as their territory. So they, you know, some dogs might just right away, straight away. But then you might have some dogs that are like, who is this? And, and why are they coming into my area? This is my turf, you know. So they suggest that maybe you have them meet for the first time in the parking lot of that organization or that shelter or something. So they can get to know one another on neutral territory where no one owns anything. And then everybody's, you know, starting at an equal level. So it's probably a good idea to always remember that you're not just bringing them into your life, but you're bringing them into your animal's life as well. So just because you might adjust to it, they might not adjust to it. And also make sure, I was reading this as well, also make sure that if you should bring that foster pet, you know, that foster that pet into your home and it doesn't work out, then you can return that pet back to the organization you brought it to, you know, as soon as possible or right away or straight away because you don't want to put that animal in a situation that's going to make it have anxiety and be uncomfortable. And also you don't want to put your pet in, in a situation that's going to make them uncomfortable and give them anxiety as well. Exactly, exactly. That's a great point. And maybe um, if you're considering fostering and you already have um, pets of your own, I know Missy would not have gone for that. Missy's personality, she just would not have um, taken to being in the house with another cat or, or, and especially bringing a dog in here. It just would not have happened. So you kind of also have to gauge that by your pet's personality. If you have a very friendly pet, you know, like some dogs are just really friendly and they seem to get along with other dogs and maybe they're well socialized themselves, that might be a good fit. But if you know you have a a pet kind of like Missy was, you might not want to do that. Um, but, but for people who don't have any pets at all, you know, hey, if you like animals, that might be a great option for you. But those of you with pets, consider the personality of your pet before you do that. Yeah, and and you also have, like, I would hope that the organization, because sometimes I know that they're probably putting that foster pet in your home 
for different, you know, whether it's to socialize them, whether it's for you to, you know, help them get back to health, you know, get back healthy or what have you. Um, and, and maybe they already know the temperament of that particular animal. Sometimes they, maybe they do, I don't know, maybe they don't. But maybe they know that, okay, this pet probably is going to have to be in a, you know, a single family home with no mm-hmm. kids and things of that nature. So hopefully they'll have that, but just in case that does become a thing and you have that pet in your home, you want to make sure, you know, that your pets are open to it, <laughs> that you know your pet as well. You know, they're going to be doing the research on their end, but you know your animal as well. Yeah, when you brought up the about kids, I didn't even, you know, consider that too. And I also yeah. consider if you have, like, small kids, you know, I don't know yeah. if that will, you know, you, you don't want to leave the foster animal unattended with small kids because, you know, kids don't mean any harm, but sometimes they yank dogs' tails, you know, they do things like that. So, yeah. you know, you have to consider all that too. Yeah, they were, I think I read something where they were saying, like, treat that animal as if it was a puppy. You don't ever want to leave it unattended. You don't ever want because, like, I remember when, you know, like you were saying, you have to prepare your house for bringing home a dog because, I mean, Lord knows the prepare, preparation that went on when we, when we found out we were getting boomer. Oh, my God, you were talking about giving birth. Because, I mean, I lost my mom. And it was one of the things where I was like, you know, I went, I mean, the dog had a receiving blanket, Jay. The dog Aww. had a receiving blanket. He had a receiving blanket. Still had the blanket, but he had a receiving blanket. Yeah, he got that bad. So, <laughs> so you know, you have to... Make sure you prepare when you bring that dog home, and you have to make sure that, you know, everything is right and straight and, and the home is prepared and, and everybody's ready for the arrival of this animal. Yes, and another thing um, to consider that I saw, and I thought this was important, um, are you able to monitor the health of the foster pet? Um, you'll need to pay attention to signs of illness or worsening of symptoms and call the shelter or rescue group if you're concerned. Before taking in a foster, ask the foster care coordinator what to look for. If you see troubling signs, the coordinator will help you decide if you should bring the animal in for treatment. And um, this was on the Pet Finder site, but then also on the ASPCA site. Um, they were saying how many foster animals require special medical attention like medicated baths, physical therapy, daily medication, or other medical care. So you got to ask yourself, like, say, if you're getting a diabetic cat, you know, are you going to be able to handle giving it its insulin when it needs it? Exactly. Is it going to bother you to stick it with a needle and give it insulin? Is it going to bother you to give medicated baths to perhaps an animal that, you know, had the mange or something really bad and they're trying to, you know, know, because everybody might not be able to, you know, handle that. Exactly, exactly. You, you know, you have to make sure. It's a great thing when you go into it and you're like, oh, yeah, it'd be great. We can bring in a dog. We can help it out, da, da, da. But understand that this animal, you don't know what situation. I'm quite sure they'll educate you, but you just want to make sure before you go into it that these animals are coming from shelters. And unfortunately, you know, who knows what they went through prior to them coming into that shelter? Who knows what they encountered, you know, on the streets or where or, or Maybe they were removed from a home that was not, you know, the best situation for them. Maybe their, you know, pet parent passed away, and so they're having, you know, horrible, horrible separation, you know, and they're depressed, and and maybe they're not going to want to be as happy and jumpy and whatever because they're literally depressed. So consider 
consider the pet in the environment that they're coming from. And I'm quite sure I would hope that that organization shelter is going to educate you on that. But, you know, be prepared that, you know, and if there's something you can't handle, make sure you communicate that to the organization and tell them, I don't really think I could probably be the best fit for an animal that needs constant medical care or I don't, you know, what have you. So they can make sure that they can get the best pet for you. Exactly, exactly. So just just make sure, you know, like you were saying, you're emotionally prepared for all that. And, and I'm like, like she was saying, I'm sure they'll work with you. And if you don't, I guess you can say what type of animal you would prefer to have, you know, because for me, I know I couldn't, I couldn't give a diabetic dog or cat insulin. I just couldn't stick them. I know for me, I couldn't yeah. handle that. So yeah. I would probably need a pet that didn't require a whole lot of medical care. I, it's not a problem about taking them to the vet, like if they have certain issues, but I know I couldn't stick them with a needle. I know I couldn't yeah. do that. Couldn't do it. I would find that very hard. I mean, I've had dogs that I've had to, like, you know, of course, Blackie showed up on my doorstep and someone had done a number on him. So, of course, I've had to, like, you know, do that, not to the point where I was injecting him or anything like that, but I've had to get in there and, and, and do some stuff. So, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could, you know, do the whole needle thing. I think if I was given proper training or something, and and I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't gonna hurt them, you know. I don't know about a cat because cats can be kind of jumpy at times, and I just yeah. was like, okay, we gotta do this. <laughs> you gotta be still, you know. You need to insulin, so you you know that might give me a little bit of of a of challenge. But I don't know. I would try it. I think I would as long as they help me out. <laughs> As long as I was given proper education and training, I think I would be open to it. But um, some stuff I'm quite sure would be a challenge. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, oh, and another thing, if you have pets of your own, um, some organizations require that you have your pets up to date on their vaccinations before yes. you can even foster. So make sure you have your pet, you know, up to date on all their stuff, all their shots and stuff. And before we go, or before we get off there, I want to just make sure we get this in. I was doing some um, some research, and I came across um, this great little article, and it's, it's, it's highlighting a program. And this particular program is called um, PACT, and I don't know if you saw this. Did you see this anywhere in your research? I didn't know. This is a um, organization, which um, PACT, which is P-A-C-T, and it stands for People, Animals, Equal, Companions Together. And their mission is to provide programs that benefit companion animals and, and their owners. And PACT is a network of passionate people who know the power of human-animal bond and, and work to help protect it. And PACT is constantly growing the community of animal lovers that support each other and recognize the connection between a person and their pet goes beyond life's temporary, unpredictable crisis. And they're constantly expanding this network as more and more people become aware of their work and join in protecting the human-animal bond by fostering companion animals and providing other support to people and pets in need. So they basically, you know, find pets that are in need and that are particularly in crisis situations. So, like, say, for instance, the flood situation that's going on in Louisiana right now, I would think that that would be something that they would go out and try to get all those displaced pets fostered into homes until they are maybe animals can be reunited with their, with their um, owners or what have you. But also I wanted to make a um, highlight this organization because they also work with, um, and I don't know, if I, one of the things that just brightens my day and just makes me just smile because, like I say, before work every day because sometimes you just have hard days and you're trying to get work done, especially when you're first starting in the morning, you need something to just pep you up. And one of the things that pep me up, pep me, pep me up is 
watching the reunion videos of the military. Oh, yeah. So one of the things, this is why I love this organization, is one of the things that they do is that they, because sometimes when you're in the military, you might have an animal, but because you get called out, you might not have an, uh, a, you know, anywhere to, anywhere to put your pet. And, and a lot of, I know men and women that are in the service, you know, have to face this whole ordeal about what do I do with my pet? I've been called to duty, you know, and I don't have anywhere to put my pet. I don't have, and a lot of them end up having to take their pet and put them actually in the shelter or give up their pet or do something like that. And so this organization actually works to help them and foster their pet while they're on, you know, on, on duty until they come back home. So that's why I wanted to kind of shine a little light on this organization because I think that's like a wonderful thing. And I knew if I was in the military and I didn't have anyone to keep my pet and I had to end up, you know, putting my pet somewhere like in a, a shelter. And sometimes, you know, you're not able to come back and get that pet just for, for, you know, if you're putting it in a shelter, you're putting it in a shelter. So things happen. And just knowing that there's an organization out there that is there to support our men and women in service that will actually help them and provide a home for their pets if they can't find a, a place for them to be. I I just want to applaud them. So P A C T. Yay, that's awesome. Companions together. I know. I, love, I saw that and I was like, okay, we gotta get this on show. <laughs> we gotta get this on the show. I know it's talking really fast, but I just want to make sure I got that in. Well, thank you, Dee, and make sure make sure you get me that link because I want to post that so everybody can read about that. That's awesome. It is great. It is great. They do a lot of, just not for military animals, but it's just one of the segments um, that they, they do help out. So um, great organization, and they have other little things. They're just basically there to help animals that are in crisis. So. Oh, wow, that that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I just think animal fostering is awesome anyway for those who can do it and for those who really, you know, um, something that I saw, and I'm going to just read this right quick. We might go over just a little bit, but... And I thought this was important regarding um, the personality of a person who takes on a foster animal. Where did I see it? And, of course, when you're looking for something, you can't find it. You can't find it. (laughs) You never can. (laughs) But, of course, you have to be caring and compassionate, you know, good-hearted. But I think most people who are... Who are animal people are that way anyway. So, exactly. so of course, yeah. But but if you if you have the time, if you have the resources, which really, you know what, resources isn't even that big of a deal because it seems like I know at least with the ASPCA, they provide the food, they provide yeah. the food, and um, they they pay for their medical care and all of that. Um, I don't know if every fostering situation is like that, but I would imagine a lot of them are. So if you just have the time and you have the love and, and the heart to you know, do it and, and you can deal with it and, and you're okay with certain things getting chewed up maybe, a little yep. bit of furniture or certain things, then I think fostering is a beautiful thing. And, of course, the next step after, you know, fostering for other people out there, adopt. Adopt. Exactly. Adopt, don't shop. There you go. Adopt, don't shop. Yes, so keep that in mind. And we just want to thank you guys for tuning in to another Missy Show episode. We'll miss you. We'll miss you next weekend. We'll miss you for a week. I know. Everybody have a safe and happy and wonderful um, Labor Day. Yes, yes, everybody be safe. There will probably be a few blog entries put out this week, so we won't be totally silent. But, um, of course, we won't be on this next Saturday, but we will be back September 10th. So we hope you guys enjoy your Labor Day weekend and the rest of this weekend. And until next time, peace. Adios.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.